Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, another episode, number twenty-five. That is a that is a a, a milestone episode twenty-five um, uh, of get the flick out of here. Uh, we are we are right here near the end of Schlocktober. I'm wearing the Schlocktober shirt. Uh, where we where we in this month review spooky, scary monster movies, things like that, or spooky cute, uh, or things for children that go bump in the night. Uh, for Kate, because she's a wuss. Um, so <laughs> so um, accurate, so yeah, unbelievably um, accurate. Yeah, uh, I am. Uh, I am your host, uh, Alex Blasky. Of course, this is Kate, and so we we do all these things. We we done twenty five of these. I can't believe we've done twenty five of them. It feels odd to me. Uh, wild, but wild. Um, so um, this uh, this episode, we decided to do another twofer, mm-hmm. um, and somehow yet it will not be as long as last week's episode when we did a onefer. But it oh. was my favorite movie of all time. And it was so good. And it's such a good movie, too. Yeah. This is, so, I thought this was going to go the way of Chud and Spooky Buddies, where I was, mm. here's the sad thing. Okay, let's 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 take a high view yep. of this before All we right, dig in. let's do it. There are two types of Halloween movies. Horror movies uh-huh. and kids' movies. There's no in-between. And I can't watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I gotta watch like spooky buddies and her yeah. scared stupid. Yeah. Cause there's nothing else in the Schlocktober genre, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. which is kind of a bummer. Uh so I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch her scared stupid. And then you were like, I'm gonna watch it too. And I was like, oh, okay. And then you were like, I'm gonna watch a second movie with it though. And I said, all right. And then you told me the second thing you were watching, which uh-huh. was not, I thought you were gonna watch something that was like way too scary for me to watch and well I don't... it would have been it would have been if you'd actually watched it because it okay. was actually scary yeah it is it is ghoulies which neither mm-hmm. sound scary no. and this is the perfect segue because it uh the jacket of it does not match at all the story of it Mm-mm. and to like a point where it, it it's very deceiving mm-hmm. i would say Yep. Do you have the art actually downloaded? Um, I, I, I don't. I should. I don't. I, I will. Um, let me. I'll take care I'll, of I'll, it. No, you, I, I can. You, I can. All right. I can. I can do it. I can do it. I feel like Hold this on. should be people's phones back backgrounds. It's <laughs> it really so should. confusing when I found out what the plot of the movie was. Really this would be if yep. if you put mm-hmm. the cover of Spooky Buddies and mm-hmm. was like Apollo thirteen, mm-hmm. like yep. what? Mm-hmm. Yes. Very um, Yeah, I uh, well, oh, I'm I'm getting it right now. Um, so th- the Gremlins had come out the fall the previous summer. But Gremlins two had um, not yet. No, Gremlins two is 1989, so that was years years away. Um, but uh, <laughs> I just love it so much. Um, in the 80s, you could deceive people into renting your movie. This this happened uh, often. Um, you would go to the store and you would look at the box art for the VHS and you would say, that looks interesting. I'm going to get that. And sometimes the movie had nothing to do with it. Um, sometimes uh, the producers of, of said film would um, 
would intentionally misdirect the public. This was such such an uh, such an event. Not <laughs> because even Gremlins was a huge success, a monster box office smash. Everyone wanted to watch another movie that featured, um, uh, you know, little creatures running amok, causing chaos in a small town, and probably some kids, pesky kids, plucky oh. kids, gonna yes. gonna gonna save the day. They will, and um, and 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 maybe that's that's what you want to lie to people that your movie is about if your movie is not about any of that. Um, so hold on, I'm getting it now. I, I feel very bad it's that I didn't do this. Ridiculous! Mm -hmm. How it deceiving is. this is. Yes, uh, uh, it's so. When I was a kid, um, my uh, my father uh, had a friend who ran the local uh, video rental place in our small town, and I remember going and walking through all the areas of the store looking for stuff while my dad was talking to him, just you know, shooting the crap. Um, and, uh, and I come across this box over and over again and go, I really want to see this. And I was never allowed to, um, it was just, I was just never allowed to. Cause it was like, it was like, cause they, they were right. Um, and, and they, uh, cause your parents they, they, loved no. you and right. they were like, no, not only is it too scary for you, but it is a horrible movie. Um, so yeah, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to uh, know what movie I remember not having a deceiving jacket, but I could like probably point out the aisle it was in when right. I was a kid. Oh, wow. The movie private parts. I think I want to say it was with Howard mm, Stern yeah. had like a very salacious cover. Mm -hmm, and I remember yeah. being like, I am a little kid and I should mm. not be seeing this jacket. <laughs> right. He's, uh, 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 private parts was, uh, Howard Stern. 50 feet tall, standing in Manhattan with a skyscraper covering his... His hoo-hoo. Yes, his Howard. His uh, His buddy. little Howard, yeah. Um, so here we go. This is the cover that I kept seeing and wanting to watch the movie. Now, you'll see this and go, what was wrong with you as a child? But come on. <laughs> Not what you... is wrong with you as a child. When you're a kid, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this when, rules when you're a kid. But when, tell them what the movie's about because it ain't about. No, this. no, I will. I I will tell you the whole thing is you're uh, when I tell you what the movie is about when I do the actual review of the movie, you will be you will be like what? So for those of you who are only listening to this thing and God God bless you, uh, who have watched listening to this on podcast form, the, the the picture is of a, I would I, a, a green, evil cabbage patch kid coming out of a toilet wearing a, a blue t-shirt and red suspenders and the tagline says ghoulies and the tagline says they'll get you in the end i i guess meaning that they'll eat your butt um i guess so this looks I like guess. the version one of the hulk that got rejected mm. like 17 mm. times mm -hmm. in doll form right made spooky and in the toilet for what mm -hmm. we will find out is no reason at all. No. I feel like so, just random uh, points as you're telling us the movie, you should just pull up this graphic for yeah, how it relates yes. to this. It's probably a good idea. Let's try and take timestamps so they can help that when they actually put this thing, the whole thing together. Yes. Um, so that was around six minutes, I think. Um, so um, the 
the movie will, would have you believe that there are little creatures called ghoulies. Of course. And that they will get you in the end. Um, this movie starts out with a satanic ritual being performed um, in a, a very large uh, home somewhere in the Hollywood Hills. You could tell it's in the Hollywood Hills because if you lived anywhere near, like that's a Hollywood Hills house. Like that's just, that's what that looks like. Um, and uh, the the actor playing the lead satanic guy, satanic leader, uh, is, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's uh, it's Michael Debar or Desbarez. It's D-E-S space B-A-R-R-E-S. Now, if you watched MacGyver in the 80s when it was on, um, uh, and I watched all of them, um, you will remember him as Murdoch, the assassin who would not die. MacGyver, uh, who, it was his nemesis. He kept coming back in every season. MacGyver kept like... Not killing him because my word doesn't kill people, but like Murdoch would do something ridiculous, like drive a something off a cliff, and MacGyver was impossible, powerless to stop him or whatever. But he always came back. Um, he was also, and I did not realize this, um, in the band that did um, the '80s tune. You are my obsession. You're my obsession. Who do you want me to be to make you sleep with me? You're my obsession. That that song. That was he was he was he was in that he was the lead the lead guy in that in that play. Oh my gosh, what a versatile that was, artist! That, that predates this. So out of the out of the, uh, the 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 fame and fortune of of being the lead singer of a top forty at least maybe top ten uh, uh, hit in 1983, uh, the the producers of Ghoulies said, "We want you." Uh, to be in this movie, he said, absolutely, I will I will take this role and I will write it to superstardom. Uh, and what it did was it got him uh, got him the role of Murdoch uh, in in, in uh, MacGyver and not much else. Not bad. Uh, not much else. No. But anyway, he's presiding over this thing. He's going to, uh, there is a baby on the altar. Um, he is invoking many things. There are all kinds of people all hooded. They're all just hanging out uh, wearing, uh, you know, White robes with uh, with hoods. Uh, they're not. It's not a KKK rally, though. Uh, not um, those. They're they're very Christian. Those guys. At least they thought they were. Um, but uh, th uh, uh, these guys know. But um, same similar wardrobes. Um, and uh, he is invoking all these spirits throughout, like the peanut gallery <laughs> of all these people watching. There are little tiny creatures that we will come to know as ghoulies. Um, I, spoiler alert, they're never referred to as girl, ghoulies. No one ever calls them a ghoulie. This is a thing that I think they were like, oh, hey, you know, like, you, hey, remember Goonies? Remember that big hit Goonies? What if we called them ghoulies? Like ghouls, right? But like Goonies. People even, will just be even... confused and buy our movie on VHS. With this whole this... thing was a complete and utter scam, is what this was. It was made, it was marketed to look like gremlins, but have a title similar to Goonies. They were trying Even to get that from old person, gremlins that, is like that old, the... confused grandma dollar. I, I hear, my grandson sent me here to look for the movie Ghoulies. It's got that old, old, uh, here we go. And uh, and it's actually not Ghoulies. They said, you, they want you to rent Goonies, grandma, not Ghoulies. Um, I honestly, I figured like twenty percent 
of of the of the video rentals of Ghoulies was by confused grandmas trying to rent Ghoulies. Sixty sure. percent um, of it was the cover art. Yes, and then there's yes. just this really sad ten percent mm. of people that are just disappointed and were expecting something more than what it was. Um, so he wants to murder this baby as a satanic ritual. His eyes are glowing green. I should say, in really bad 1980s, mid 80s um, oh, uh, special effects. And he's going to kill this baby. Um, and then there's a woman in the front who rips off her hood. You promised you would not do it to our child. It is our child. You cannot do this to our child. And so she runs up to the altar and she grabs him, the baby. And she takes off her necklace, which has a pentagram on it. And she pulls it over the baby. Now he is protected. Now you cannot harm him. And he says some, you, you whore, give me the child. He is the evil one. I must, whatever. So um, he uses some kind of incantation to force her to walk back up to the altar and set the baby on the altar. Uh, and then he tries to stab the baby with a ritual knife. But the pentagram sends out a shock of electricity, of lightning from, I don't know, the nether realm. And, uh, and so he can't kill the baby. So some other guy, random dude, a, a guy who's not just an extra, takes off his hood in the in the audience. He says, you take this baby away from here and never let him come back. Um, and so he does. Uh, he takes the baby and he walks out the front of this thing, still in his weird robe. But he looks down the baby. He's very odd. Uh, older fella, maybe 50. Um, That's the problem, though, is he can't be 50 because there's anyway. Um, <laughs> let's say, let's say he's a very old looking 38 and, uh, and he, he, uh, oh, child, you would be, we will raise you. You'll be fine, child. Yes. Okay. He's a very odd guy. And they walk away and they get back, cut back to the thing. And then he using the thing, he basically forces her to bind herself down. Like she's struggling against nothing. Like he's conjured invisible, invisible ropes. And the way they sacrifice her is not with the same knife that he was going to stab the baby. The ghoulies eat her. Like they don't. Like they just... They're, they, uh, um, the ghoulies are really like... Gosh. There's there's a furry one that's got a big nose and another one that's got this, this expression all the time. Like he he that guy gives side eye all the time to the entire movie. Like he he'll like something will happen. He'll do this, and um uh, I don't know why. And there's then there's the little guy from the from the from the art, um, who is uh, slimy and bald and green, and not um, in a toilet. No, not in a toilet. Never in a toilet. <clears throat> Definitely not wearing clothes. Uh, much less red suspenders, which are very jaunty. A very good, very good. Anyway, true. Um, so uh, uh, the, she is. She lays back, and one of the ghoulies again. It's a tiny little puppet. It's a hand puppet. Like it's very small, and they the the mouths move in the most rudimentary fu fu uh, function possible. And so she's laying back like this, and it's like somebody's hand puppet is just like eating her throat, <laughs> and she has to scream. <laughs> like it's just this. It's like it's the most low rent bullshit ever. Um, like that like was the third take because the first two times were tickling her and she was like yes. laughing. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, but yeah, they eat. They eat her. That that one eats her throat. As the other ones go, and there's a lot of close-ups. Like no close-ups. Like so, were the, the ghoulies like, summoned, or they're just hanging around, or it later in later in the um later in the movie they are summoned. So I'm assuming I'm assuming he summoned these ghoulies. Okay, I didn't mean to jump the ghoulie gun. <sighs> no, 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 it's fine. You, you didn't you jump the ghoulie gun. Thank you. Very good. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, smash cut to. I don't know, an indeterminate amount of time later. They don't actually do like 25 <laughs> years or whatever. That's but, actually funny because in the 80s, I feel like, and 90s, mm -hmm. you would get a lot of like 10 years later ellipses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, young man walking with his girlfriend. This is, uh, oh, hold on. I want to get their names. Um, this is uh, uh, Jonathan and Rebecca. They're a boyfriend and girlfriend. They're in college. They are white. Uh, I can tell they, already. They are very, they are very white. Uh, <laughs> there is not a person of color in this movie. Um, yes. Uh, so um, not a one. Um, they're, uh, they're walking uh, in this courtyard. We can tell it's the same house. And he's, he's like, I can't. She says, I can't believe you inherited this place. I know. Uh, and I'm like, so this is the baby all grown up. Um, does he know his his parents were in a satanic cult, and his dad wanted to kill him, and his mom was eaten by ghoulies? No, he has no idea. He just inherited this thing. This is the biggest. This is the biggest. Honestly, the biggest problem with the whole movie is they never explain any of this shit. Um, Wolfgang is the name of the guy who left the satanic cult with the baby. The only thing we can surmise is that he raised the baby by himself. But um, maybe he gave it up for adoption and a different couple raised it because um, that service never shown or even or mentioned. But uh, he shows up very oddly to interrupt... Um, like, uh, uh, like, because Rebecca's like, oh, there's a grave here. That's weird. I wonder, like, wonder who's buried here. I don't know. It looks kind of old. Um, and the place is all overgrown. This is going to take a lot of work. But I'm mean, look at the size of it. If we could fix this place up, I mean, to be it, this is this is amazing. We could sell it and move to Westwood. Come on, we're not going to do that. Um, this is like banter, whatever. But then Wolfgang just shows up, and he's again 25 years older with a bushy beard now. And a crazed look in his eye, and he and, and she goes, "Oh, Rebecca, this is uh, this is Wolfgang," says Jonathan. He's uh, he's kind of the caretaker around here. Hello, Wolfgang. How are you? Wolfgang just keeps looking at Rebecca. Is it, okay? Well, we're gonna go inside now. See you later, Wolfgang. Spoiler alert: They never do. They don't see Wolfgang later, like. You inherited this place. One of the first things you say is, I don't know how I'm going to, like, he's like, oh, shoot, like, this place is so big, you'd need servants. Should we hire a butler? He says, just, like, just hiring somebody to keep the lawn looking nice would bankrupt me, says Jonathan. So it's a huge place, but he has a caretaker who lives there. So you don't need to hire a gardener. You have Wolfgang. Uh, but none of this makes any sense, especially since they never actually come back to this. Wolfgang is narrating this like four separate times 
Ah, yes, the boy, the boy who would he would he would he uh, would he get past the prophecy? Uh, I don't know. I did not know, but I was about to see. And then we don't hear anything from Wolfgang narrating for like a half hour, and then he, <laughs> he, he like he says it again. He says it's just really really bad. So they go inside and they start walking around and there's all these books in the in the library that are the, all of the books in the library are about satanic rituals and the occult and everything. Um he's like, "Well, this is really interesting stuff, I I guess." Um uh, How did they inherit they, the property? Never never said. They just show up at a property they inherited? I guess. I'm assuming I'm assuming because it's the 80s. Uh, a letter was delivered to his dorm room. You have you have now inherited this thing, but I don't know when this is would have <clears throat> happened. Um, I don't know if like the when I don't know how this. They never tell us. So uh, he uh, is. Um, um, they uh, they find a basement full of occult paraphernalia. This is where the rituals were happening, um, and she says. I think we should throw a we should throw a housewarming party. Like, get everybody up here; it'll be fun. Um, and they throw a party. Now, this is where we meet the friends. Okay, the friends consist of um, Mark, <laughs> who does a character, and I don't know why, but he has a character. He's like he, he, a character that he calls Toad Boy. That he's like. Toad Boy wants to tickle your tum tum, and like I don't know, I don't know why nobody has explained this. Is does he have something wrong with him? But sixty percent of the time he's on screen, he is Toad Boy, and no one ever explains it. It doesn't make any sense. All of his friends, perverted Teletubby. All of all of his friends seem to be okay with it. Like they're mildly annoyed, but they find him amusing. He's just—he's a very odd little nebbishy type character. I don't know why he's that. Anyway, um, he has a—he has a girlfriend somehow. That girlfriend is played by Mariska Hargitay in her film debut. Very young, just up. Very young Mariska Hargitay. Uh, I love who, her. Who's like, um, I went out with Mark Toad Boy. Yes, actually, it wasn't all that bad until I started doing the you know the weird tum tum stuff. Uh, but are you going to go out with him again? I don't know. He's kind of cute. Um, that that's that was the, no, that's, no. If, <laughs> if 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 you go on a date and at any point a guy turns yeah. into Toad Boy and wants to tickle yeah. your tum tum, yeah. yeah. you leave because he's <laughs> a pedophile, probably. I don't know. Uh, that's weird. Um, then there is uh, there's Mike, who is uh, the druggie, Mike is never not wearing tiny little circle John Lennon sunglasses and a trench coat. Uh, at one point he dances during the party and he does a handstand and like 75 joints and bags of powder fall out of his ample pockets. So real. He is too, always, like always toasted on something. He's got a friend. I think it's implied is more than a friend. Okay. Eddie. But like they never say gay or or anything like that. They don't kiss not. or hold hands or it's the mid eighties. But like they're never apart, and it's very uh, it's it's implied that in a later scene when everyone's going to stay the night at the house, they're just going to sleep sleep next to each other on the floor. When they have a 
perfectly uh, the rest of the floor. But like, you know, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's just an odd little choice. Eddie is only function is to be like the guy who hangs around with Mike. Mike is just a stock character. There's nothing more to him than like, I'm, I'm a druggie. He has some funny lines, you know, but that's uh, nothing more about that. Uh, then there I'm surprised is, it um, wasn't just weed. Cause if you look back, I don't know if young, younger people watching will understand how weed was portrayed in the eighties and nineties versus where it is now. It was like heroin the way it was depicted. Oh no, they were definitely, there was definitely a lot of, there was definitely a lot of joints, but there were a couple of baggies of, of stuff. We only ever see him smoke joints, okay. but he was definitely doing other things. Anyway, then there is Dick. Uh, Dick is a ladies, a ladies man. And he says, uh, hi, my name's Dick, but you can call me Dick. Uh, that's, that's his, <laughs> that's his opening line. And uh, he meets Robin. Works on me 70% of the time. <laughs> uh, he meets Robin, who is the hot brunette. And there is no other function to her other than Dick wants to dick Robin. That's the that's that's it. That's the whole thing. Nothing else. Um, and, uh, and so those are the friends uh, whose names you need to know. They, they invite like 25 people to this party. There's a lot of drinking and and there's a dance. There's a a circle where everyone's like, "Yeah, go dance," and people don't dance. Uh, but Mike does his weird like spasmodic movements all over the thing because he's the funny guy. And then there's a handstand and all the joints fall off and he lands on his head. Um, but he's never actually dancing. He's just like doing weird movements and everyone's like, yeah, oh yeah, go Mike. Yeah. Like he's a really good dancer, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so I could have told you that this cast didn't have anybody of color in it based on the names and the dance context yeah. clues you yeah. just gave me. <laughs> so uh, the um, uh, 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 once again, uh, let's, uh, take down a timestamp to let everybody know. Once again, not the movie. Um, uh, so they, um, they, uh, <laughs> they just, um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, the, everyone else leaves because it's late and only the core group of friends are hanging out in the library and the girls are su suggesting like, let's play Trevor Your Pursuit or... Maybe we could play Truth or Dare. Or how about let's play Hide and Seek? It's a really big house. And the boys are like, let's play strip poker. Um, and so eventually, uh, Jonathan, who has been reading these books at the dinner table, uh, says, let's go down to the basement. I want to try something. And so he, yeah, he's like, let's do a ritual. What a like, oh, this will be hilarious. Like it's like playing with a Ouija board to them. And so they go to he he draws in salt a pentagram and stands in the middle of it and reads the you know uh the, the thing from the book, and everyone's either cracking wise or weirded out by it. So they all eventually um he says, uh <laughs> um he uh, everyone is about to leave and he says no you can't go yet 
I have to uh, I have to release the spirit because he's already like he's he's you have to say the thing and then you have to like banish the spirit away otherwise it'll stay is what his his thought is and uh, he says I have to release the spirit and then Mike goes me too where's the bathroom and I was like that's actually kind of clever um, uh, as as this movie goes it's very clever um, it's just but, the eightiesiest thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> And so everyone else leaves. He goes upstairs. And then the first ghoulie comes through the portal he's created in the pentagram. And when I say comes through, I mean, they take a really bad like uh, image of somebody mo moving a puppet around. And then the puppet, they make the image bigger as it crosses through <laughs> a, a green circle that they made with... It's the most terrible special effects. Was this the um, green slimy one? Was this Furby? Was no, 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 no. This is this is hairy guy with a big nose. Okay, hairy guy with a big. Um nose. and uh, um, so uh, he gets. He says, "I've I've decided, Rebecca. I'm going to drop out of college to fix up this place because I want it to be." the perfect house for us where we can raise a family and everything. I can go back to school again in the fall. I, 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 I have this urge to do it now. I don't want to live in this half finished house. So this is falling apart. I want to clean it up or whatever. And she doesn't like the idea, but he convinces her like to give it a shot. Um, so she goes to school uh, the first day. He, he is just, he just cleans the whole time. Just the whole thing he does this. He does little repairs, everything. By the time she gets home, like it doesn't look like the same house. Like he's been possessed by the by the idea of cleaning this house up and making it look spick and span. Um, he dropped out of college for to clean a house in one day. I don't know. Maybe he thought it was going to take him longer. I mean, like it's not done, but like the first floor is really nice. There's like a lot of. It's a very big house. But like, if you just um, did all that work over a week, you wouldn't have had to drop out of school. Yeah, uh, yeah, straight true. Um, so he uh, he just he tries to do another ritual. Um, Rebecca is like, he won't eat, and she's like, why won't you? Why won't I made all this dinner? Why don't why won't you eat? Um, uh, he she finds him like standing over the grave. In the courtyard, like, like it's so cold, so cold. And he's like, "What's good?" I made dinner. He's like, I, "I, I'm not eating. I don't want to eat. I'm fasting." Okay, well, I'm gonna go and eat the dinner that I just spent an hour making. You're welcome to join me. Um, and then she goes to dinner. The, the breakfast the next day. Uh, breakfast. Wow. School after breakfast. And then he decides to do a full-on ritual. And he's gotten good at it. He found, I don't know, a spear? Like a, a big spear, like a trident-type spear that is, like, being held in place by a statue in a, in a, dis, in a, in a disrepaired, uh, a disused fountain. Like, all the, all the water is all murky or whatever, and there's, a, there's this statue there holding the he pulls the trident out and he's looking at it and he goes down to the basement and he's holding it and he does a whole ritual thing and it works this time because it starts a thunderstorm in the basement um and uh it's it. just, yeah. yeah it's gonna be all moldy yeah exactly 
so he um the thing ends right um and then he looks up and sees her halfway down the stairs it is not immediately apparent nor is it ever explained to us how much she has seen but if it's any more than two seconds she needs to like get on a plane out of that like not just move out leave the country because that man just 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 conjured a, a rainstorm in their basement uh she isn't like why are you all wet what's going on i am leaving jonathan this is crazy um because he's wearing the satanic robes that he found in a drawer somewhere he's Who got sees the that and is like you know what i'm gonna fuck with this no no yeah yeah he's done um so she says um i'm out i, I don't I'm, I'm leaving i won't do it anymore and uh she's i i I'm just trying to find anything to connect me to my birth parents. I don't know anything about them. They obviously this is the, this is where they lived. This is what they were into. I'm just trying to figure out what they were like. I, I, I won't do it anymore. I promise. Um, so uh, Steve says I won't do it anymore. I, I'll stop. I'll go back to I'll go back to school. Anything to make you stay. So she does because she's stupid. And uh, they are making love that night in bed. That same night? She wasn't that like, same night. we should have a discussion about a psychiatrist. She was nope. like. Nope. She was like, he was, he seduced her with his. Satanic sexy powers. Apparently. Um, not yet. No, he does that later. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> so while they are, uh, while they're having sex, he is. Um, uh, you know, kissing her neck and saying stuff in Latin, like conjuring shit. He's like, what are you saying? I can't understand you. Are you, what language is that? And then she realizes what he's doing and like, this is, get off me. What are you doing? And she looks down on the floor and either he or the ghoulie who is lit, who is under the bed and actually watched most of the sex from the foot of the bed um uh it's also in the light you can like it's not he's not that hairy it's just like it's all on the shoulders and the upper arms and upper upper chest everything else is kind of bare uh so it's like it's a very hairy old man type of thing with a big old schnoz and he's sitting there she doesn't hear that apparently so he's like but a voyeur of yeah yeah, this ghoulie, this ghoulie, ghoulie likes to watch. Mix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she looks down and realizes that he has, or the ghoulie has, I, it's not apparent, written, drawn a pentagram under the bed on the floor. In that, like, he had wanted to impregnate her or something with the spawn of Satan. I don't know. But they never really get that far. And she's like, I'm out. It's over. I'm done. I'm leaving. And she just, she just goes, peace out. I'm done. You're trying to put the devil's baby in me. I ain't doing it. This is weird. I'm leaving. By the way, there's no toilet. And we haven't even met this ghoulie yet. Um, 3524. Um, so uh, the next day, Jonathan summons two dwarves. Um, they are little people um, in medieval garb. 
like they've got little helmets uh and and there's one man and one woman the 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 name of the man is like I am Grizel and the name of the woman and this is very sad that they did the, the she's she's you know she, as as little people go she's she's definitely heavy set uh and they say she says I am Grizel and I am greedy gut now you chose to give her that name <laughs> I don't feels like feels like a rib. That feels like a rib to me. Um, but um, it's like uh, I mean, what else would it be? Greedy gut isn't a name. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, that's my name. I am greedy gut. Um, so um, uh, I like, we serve you, master. You have summoned us. Yes, and, and so like um, uh, they cannot leave the circle unless he bids them to, unless he allows it. Um, but he also, he's like, I'm not allowing you to leave the circle, but you must drink from this goblet of wine. Prove that you are worthy of being my servant. By the way, his eyes are glowing now, too. He's he's fully trans, he's fully gone nuts. Possessed, whatever. Uh, yeah. And so then they, using their powers back to back doing this, they make the, the goblet of wine float over to them so they can both drink it. And then he allows them to leave the circle and says, you will be my servants. We will do everything you ask, master. Um, uh, he's like, I want knowledge and power. We can do that, master. Um, and the woman, Rebecca, do you want her as well? Yes, I want her. We shall get her for you, master. Uh, that night, she knocks on the door. She's come back. But not because of Greedy Gut and and, uh, and Grizel. Um, he's wearing sunglasses when he answers the door because his eyes are glowing. Um, so she says, I've come back to take you away from here. Let's leave this place and never come back. Please. I, 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 we, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you have to listen to reason. We have to get out of here. And he takes off of his, his glasses and his eyes are glowing. Now, they've done some kind of attempt at making it look like eyes instead of just like putting just a green sheen over the eyes. So they've given him irises and, a, and pupils. But one pupil is just like up here, like looking off in this direction, like he's Shawn Michaels. I was like, just going to say, I, I, don't, I, don't know why, I don't know why they did that, but, um, but maybe she's re reacting to that more than anything else, but she runs away. She runs I mean, away. understandable. I would too. Yeah. yeah. She runs away. And so, um, uh, but she doesn't get very far because Grizel and Greedy got like caught, like set a spell on her, and she comes, she comes striding back to him. Yes, I will stay with you. I love you, Jonathan. Um, so uh, um, he invites his friends to to come back and do another fun, like little, you know, a little theme dinner. Everyone wears sunglasses because that way it wouldn't look weird that he's wearing sunglasses. Of course. Um, Mike, of course, only wears sunglasses. And I've missed the point of uh, the, the miss. There was a joke missed where like Dick, who, of course, is wearing sunglasses that have little windshield wipers on them. He's like, why are we wearing these ridiculous glasses? You brought those glasses, Mike. Uh, Dick, I don't know what you're talking about. But he says, why are we wearing these ridiculous glasses? Um, and uh, and I wanted Mike to be like, I see absolutely nothing wrong with this. <laughs> like, because that's who he is. Um, but uh, so 
he oh the, the yes um she's rebecca also wearing glasses re refills somebody's wine but just like lets it pour and pour and pour and pour because she's in a trance and i was like this is weird what are we doing um so then uh he makes them all fall asleep i guess or go into a trance and they have the ritual he puts them in the, the kkk robes he goes down uh, down to the basement, does a whole ritual. The ritual, uh, he I guess, I don't think he knows this is what he's doing, but he brings his dead father back from the dead. That grave on the property is his father's grave. The grave raises up out of the ground itself to show you that, that this funny thing, we this had no idea. <laughs> we had no idea what the last name of the family was. None. They never tell us. Um, uh, but the, the grave raises up and it says Malcolm Graves. So I was like, is that the name of the company that made the grave? Cause that, that, cause that, that's very odd that like, you would just like, you're like Malcolm Graves. The first time we know that that's his name is on a grave. I thought it was the name of the company that made the grave. Um, like yeah. Malcolm's grave. Um, no. Anyway, he bursts up that's out of so the ground. so lazy. I know. It's so bad. He bursts up out of the Jeffrey ground. Jeffrey Caskin is his name, I tell you. <laughs> he bursts up out of the ground and looks like a real zombie. Like, it was really cool. Like, it was like his mandible is like half fallen off and there's no eyes. Like, they've sunken completely in. Hair's all wispy or whatever. Because it's a, it's a, it is the most accurate looking, like, prop puppet thing they use in the entire thing. Oh, so it it's, wasn't an actor. This was like a full no, no, no. This okay. particular seat, seat, this particular moment was a, a mannequin or whatever that they've gone to make like going, for like two seconds and the next time you see the thing from the gate it's it's totally michael debar with terrible uh, half-assed zombie makeup on i was like you could have made it look good like he's whatever um anyway he says um yes grizel greedy gut you actually have served me this whole time haven't you yes and all my servants all of the demons so he possessed his kid to bring him back from the dead so that he could uh like reclaim a souls or whatever so he could live forever that's that's his whole thing this was all a ploy by him to get his dead his kid all grown up to come and resurrect him so in grizel and greedy gut yes master we were yours from the beginning ish um, and we now we there's a full contingent of um a full contingent of uh of, of ghoulies now, slimy guys there. Slimy oh, guy, yeah, no toilet. Uh, no toilet, but slimy guys there. Uh um very extra slimy. Uh side eye guy is there, big old schnoz, uh, hairy shoulders guys there, a few more others, L less less uh less less important. Um, why didn't his uh, dad just come through the portal when it was open? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, but anyway, um, now, um, Jonathan has said, um, everyone now must stay the night. Um, and, and they're like, okay, cool. Like they all live in the same town. They don't like, they, they could right. each like get a cab, go home. But, um, so they all die. Uh, uh one by one, they are killed by either the ghoulies or uh, Michael DeBar, Malcolm, the, the satanic guy. Um, oh, Dick has gone. Everyone find a room. There's lots of rooms here, and you will sleep in your the room you decide. 
Uh, Dick goes upstairs with Robin. Um, they are in the, the the one room that is available to them that has a bed, and uh, they have sex. And there's I don't know why they did this with a life size clown doll sitting in a rocking chair, but they did. Um, and then uh, Dick goes to get some water from downstairs. You want anything? No, I'm good. I'll just stay here. Uh, but he's left, and then he, she looks over, and um, oh, she lifts, and she tries to like go back to sleep. And then the 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 life size clown puppet does this, which is actually kind of a a, a good moment because he like it doesn't look like there's going to be anybody in there, um, but but there was. Um, so anyway, life Dick goes downstairs. Clown puppet is coming alive. Yeah. Let's let's be real. yeah. Um, uh, but Dick goes downstairs and he's just standing there in his in his uh, in his pants and nothing else. And uh, in walks hot blonde with big boobs. He says, "I'm here for you." It's like he's like, "Dick, you are a lucky man." And he strides over to her and gives her a big kiss because that's what you do when a blonde you've never seen before walks into a house you don't live in. Ugh, happens to me <laughs> all the time. So then um, uh, he, he like after they kiss, he, and then uh, her her tongue shoots out of her mouth. It's seven feet long, wraps around his throat and squeezes until his head pops off basically. But when like there's, it's, it's the temptress temptress looking thing cut to him with his, the tongue around him and then cut back to, it's actually Michael DeBar with the thing coming out of him. And so it's Michael DeBar's tongue. Um, uh, oh, the, the, the clown that came to life. Uh, now is trying to kill Robin in the room. Um, uh, the clown's little mouth opens and a giant hand comes out of it, which I thought was like a giant, really evil, creepy hand with like three fingers and big claws. Uh, that kills Robin. Um, Mike, uh, Mike goes to look for some matches so he can light up a joint um, and gets hit on the top of the head by a baseball bat by a Greedy Gut. And Greedy Gut and Griselle um, <laughs> drag him out like this was your plan. You do it. And so they drag him out into the into the courtyard. And Eddie stops like is I'm I'm done waiting. I'm I'm gonna go look for some matches and find Mike. What's going on, Mike? And he sees him outside standing. He's like, Mike's. What's going on? Because all he sees is the trench coat and kind of hunched over. And so he goes over, he turns around, <laughs> turns Mike around, and it's actually Grizel on top of Greedy Gut in a trench coat, and Grizel holding a ghoulie, which he then throws at Mike, who then eats Mike's face. Um, and uh, <laughs> that was a whole, the whole ploy was, let's see if we can get Mike's friend to come out and look for him, and we'll be dressed up as Mike. It's the only way to get a ghoulie to eat him, don't you see? Uh, I don't know why they did that. Um, oh, Mariska Hargitay uh, and Toad Boy are, she's, he's tickling her tum-tum and she likes it. I don't know why, um, but they're by, 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 by the fountain and uh, she, uh, she, uh, she, her, she's, she's flailing around because she's, she likes it, but she's playing and uh, uh, her bracelet falls into the murky water and she's like, you have to get my bracelet. I have to get my bracelet. And so he reaches into the brace and, and then slimy, uh, slimy ghoulie. Uh, comes up, not out of a toilet, but out of a fountain, and uh, bites him, and she just screams. She doesn't do anything. She's just standing there and screaming, 
and then a different the future Olivia Benson mm -hmm. paralyzed in fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought? And then a different Dooley uh, eats her, I guess. The only I mean, way that's hilarious a... because they they didn't even try. There's not even no. like a clever setup. It was just like no a ghoulie right. who is creepy but doesn't really have powers right. that we know of and isn't big, just latches on to people and eats right. them. So um, no, they're, they're they're very small. Like but you they're, just... they're, they're, they really are. They're the size of cabbage patch dolls. Like you could throw it seventy five yards. Like you it's could just... punt it like Snitsky. Yeah. Yeah, you could you yeah, yeah, would not take much. Um, but apparently they're demons. I don't know. Um, so Rebecca wakes up and realizes what's going on or is confused by this or whatever. Um he's given her the pentagram necklace, which will protect her so that she won't be hurt by anything. Um, but she throws it at him. Because she's like, anything that you gave me, I don't want. And But because she did this, then the ghoulies attack her. Um, and well, they, she kind of runs away and then turns around and trips over a ghoulie and falls down a flight of stairs. She's, she, as she's falling down the stairs, she turns like, Jonathan, why? And she falls down a flight of stairs. But the thing of it is, is like, you can, you can easily break your neck falling down a flight of stairs. But not the way that they show you her falling down the stairs, which is literally rolling down the stairs, very protected and very, very gingerly coming to a stop at the bottom of the stairs. And then Jonathan will be like, no, Rebecca. And he runs down there and she's like, mm. and so he's like, I, I will, I can, I can resurrect you. So he takes her into the basement. So he's going to like do a satanic ritual to bring her back from the dead. Um, but when at least they close that gap because that was my immediate thing was like yeah. you just resurrected your dad like 10 minutes right. ago but he didn't know that he did that he had no idea that's what he was doing he was just compelled to do the ritual so um he goes to the basement and finds his dad fully in the satanic rituals and stuff um oh and he goes downstairs and finds all of his friends in the robes but the robes are all like covered in blood from wherever they were being bitten by the ghoulies. Um, and uh, and he's like very confused. He's like, I, I need my robe. Where is my robe? Uh, and then his father's like, I am here and these are my robes and you belong to me and you, I, I every, I, I conjured Gritty Dot. I meant Griselle to be here to bring all to everything perfect. Now I will be immortal. Um, this, that's so, like the guy that just takes credit for everything in the group project. Like you got true. ghoulies out here eating true. people. You got little dwarf figures running around doing your dirty work. Yes. Um, and the, ne the next thing that we see, of course, is um, uh, there's a sorcerer, satanic sorcerer duel between uh, the young guy trying to like conjure lightning at his dad who goes like this. And he just goes like this. Like, ah, you are very talented, but not as good as I was when I was your age. Now I will kill you. Um, but he 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 can't because he says there is no one as powerful as me. On the I am all powerful. I have all the I have I have all these demons that I have summoned that will help me. Um, and uh, then Wolfgang shows up at the top of the stairs in his own robes, uh, and uh, he's like, I am here, and I will stop you. 
and they have uh, their own sorcerer off, which consists of them literally choking each other like this while there's an earthquake all around them. And Wolfgang going, go, save yourselves! And Jonathan does not. Like, it turns out Rebecca wasn't dead. She was just knocked out. So she comes to on her own. And they look over and see all their friends. Um, and it's like, uh, all of a sudden, they take off the robes and they're not dead anymore. I guess I guess Wolfgang did that? I don't know. Run! Leave! You have to go! And they're going, ah! And that's, that, that's just, that's it. Then they, they run upstairs. They find Mike. By the way, in the basement is Eddie, Dick, Mariska Hargate, Toad Boy. Um, what uh, a sentence you just said. I know. And not 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 Mike, because Mike was never killed. He was just knocked unconscious by a baseball bat, and they never actually finished the job on him. So he stumbles out of the house going, what's going on? Mike, shut up. Get in the car. We got to go. So there's three cars. And they all speed off. And the only car we actually follow of what's going on is um, is Jonathan and Rebecca with Mike in the backseat. It's a station wagon. Um, and Mike's like, what is going on? We'll, we'll explain later, Mike. It's a long story. Rebecca looks at Jonathan and says, is it over? Is it is it really over? Jonathan says, yeah. Yeah, it's over. And then Mike looks in the back. And all the ghoulies stand up in the very back of the station wagon. And then Mike goes, oh, oh, and looks looks at the camera and then cut to black. That's the end of the movie. They made three other ones, which I am not watching. But, um, ghoulies, uh, the ghoulies, in Ghoulies 2, they take over an amusement park. Ghoulies 3 is Ghoulies go to college. I'm not making that up. I don't know what happens in Ghoulies 4. Does it seem like it became self-aware like Sharknado did? Yes, I, I'm, okay. I'm assuming it did uh, because this was actually I, I would if if the demons didn't look as comical as they did, like there was a lot. Like we talked about this with the Burbs. The Satanic Panic was a major thing in the in the eighties. So there were all kinds of movies about like Satanic rituals and and you know don't let your kids join a cult kind of a thing like. Uh, that was a big deal. Uh, so this is they made a lot of movies. This this movie is the the Gremlins box art is very deceiving in a lot of ways. But there are moments like there's the um, like it's it's half like Amityville horror where the guy is possessed by the house, um, and then it's like part Gremlins and um, all that the the Satan worshiper stuff, but like. It's uh, the the last. Remember everything I was talking about, where everyone was being killed by the ghoulies. Yes, that's literally the last fifteen minutes of the movie. Everything else happens before that. <laughs> oh it's my a, it's, god! The movie is an hour and twenty minutes long. That is ill paced, and I gotta say, a, like Jonathan's dad, all hot shit thinking he summoned all these demons they didn't kill rebecca they mm -mm. didn't kill mike mm -mm. they're not intimidating like the ghoulies aren't intimidating they're just no. little they're the size of a cabbage patch doll and they just bite you yeah mm -hmm. he sucks at summoning what is he yeah. what is he bragging about have you seen other horror movies you're terrible at summoning you're you're 
I got this whole master plan. Like 60% of your master plan worked. Yeah, no, it's bad. That sounds like a terrible movie. It's a it's a terrible movie. There's just so much unexplained and bad. Mm -hmm. I can't believe the last like 15 to 20 minutes is where everything happens. Yeah, I know. That's incredible. Like you sat through it, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they like, paid attention. <laughs> like on purpose. Yeah. After you watched another movie, you had every, I'm impressed. No. You were committed. No. I, you had every. I watched, Ernest watched, I watched Ernest Scared Stupid after I watched this. Oh, okay. Because I was like, can I just watch this, like stream it without, with no effort whatsoever? And it was on like the Roku channel on my TV, and I was like, just turn. I'm just gonna watch like five minutes of this, and and then I was like, literally saying lines before they happened, because that's how often like I was. I remember oh. line readings, because that my brother, my younger brother, who's like three and a half years younger than me, loved this movie. I mean, we both loved Ernest. Ernest movies were our were our deal up until. Well, he's great in it. Like too, like he. He's that's that's undeniable, and we'll we'll get into that. Yeah. It was also completely free on YouTube, which was nice. Like you could just go watch that's, it on YouTube. That's yeah. awesome on YouTube. Fantastic. I love those. Yeah, it's a good a good setup. But so the Ernest scared stupid is by far like not even close. The less stupid of the two movies you watched. <laughs> that's sad. That's a. I'm so sorry. You, Jimmy, we yep. might have to let Alex charge double. That is, those are hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just yeah. never gonna get back. Yeah. You know what I did while I was while I was watching Ghoulies, though, I was cleaning a box fan. So putting good... it away. Yeah. So I was like, I was using my time. Well, I was, you know, like I, I had, I was doing stuff around the house, and like that was one of the things we wanted to do before. So it was really dusty. We use it in our daughter's room when it gets hot. So we don't have to turn on the air conditioner. Uh, and I'm like, okay, we're putting it away for the season. Let's put it away clean. And so I was like, did, unscrewed it, wiped the whole thing down, doing that while watching an hour, 20 minute movie. And honestly, it wasn't a terrible way to spend, you know, to pass the time while marveling at how little that movie is like this movie. Now let's talk about our scared stupid. You know what was funny? Just to close the loop on that terrible movie. When you said greedy gut, I was like, oh, I wonder if this was supposed to be like a statement on the seven deadly sins. So I quick looked him up and was like, oh, wrath. Okay. And then I was like, nope, not even close. Like not. I, mean, I was like, maybe Dick, they Dick is very, D Dick is definitely lust. Lust. Yeah. But like pride is one. That's not really. Pride a is Robin. You... Robin movie pride because she's the one who, who's the, the hot one. Uh, okay. What's what's. Now I have to look at. I mean, up. I guess Mike is kind of sloth because he doesn't have a job. He doesn't. Do, he just sits and smokes marijuana all the time. Maybe that's. that's maybe that's maybe, maybe it was an attempt. Maybe it was. Maybe it's a precursor to seven. Okay, what are they? Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Hmm. No gluttony. The, no gluttony, and not really no. envy. No. No. No one's right. like, oh, what a fantastic haunted palatial estate they have or anything like no. that. No. <laughs> no. Well, I am delighted that you are so familiar with Ernest Scared Stupid because yeah. 
I have my notes, but if I was please, going no, no, to, no, no, you please, yeah. If if I was going to give a summary of this, I would have been like, uh, Ernest is dumb and generationally cursed, and he unleashes a troll, and then a bunch of havoc happens, and then they kill the troll and the other trolls. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the whole movie. It's yeah. mostly hijinks, mm -hmm. which is like as someone who can only watch the kids movies <laughs> this did sincerely feel like if you were giving your kid a watchable horror template in mm -hmm. a few ways like it kind of and i'll give i can't believe i'm saying this i'll give spooky buddy buddies credit for that too of like of archetypes of horror but still watchable for children like mm -hmm. both of the two that we've watched have that. And I will say, I felt like there was a, a slight message at the end of something that was incredibly slapsticky throughout it. And I loved that. Like there's actually kind of I, what I thought was a little bit of a sincere message at the end on a couple of different levels. And I was like, this movie had no meaning until now. So I, I was impressed that they that they uh worked it in there did you want me to engineer this yeah part? please okay. yeah so um like a lot of these movies it seems we learn through the eyes of children uh and ernest who is essentially a giant child as we'll learn uh that 200 years ago in the town of briarville uh there was a troll who was buried by a man named phineas and there was a curse that his descendants would get progressively dumber. And Phineas, Phineas Worrell, the reverend of the town. And here's the thing that, that, uh, that it was a little Easter egg, I think, that I've never, I, I didn't think of when I watched the movie dozens of times as a child. He always calls himself Ernest P. Worrell. And they've never actually told us what, his, what the middle name is. But I think this movie tells us. It's Phineas. His middle name is Phineas. Oh. Ernest Phineas Worrell. He always says, he's always said Ernest P. Worrell. And we know Patrick, Peter, don't know. Now we know. I think for sure this movie is telling us oh. his middle name is Phineas. And I, I, I noticed that and I was like, that's the kind of detail that I love. Like, like somebody like, all right, this is fun. So... We discover this through a children's book report, which is given by an adorable little girl. And there's a bully in the class who's picking on her for doing a myth or a legend in what was supposed to be a history report. Uh, and the teacher justifies it. A rare person of color in this mm -hmm. era yes. of movies. Yes. Uh, and the teacher says, what was the curse that the troll gave anyway? And that's when she said, his descendants will get dumber and dumber and dumber. And it was actually a pretty little, like, a good, like, I wonder what it was like back then. Back then. Dumber and dumber. Uh, but we meet Ernest, if you hadn't already known him, who works at the sanitation department and his dog, Rimshot. And uh, we immediately learn that Ernest is very dumb and as an adult you can put together that that goes with the book report that we just learned about yep. a couple of minutes ago uh but he works for the sanitation department we immediately see him fall in the dumpster 
compactor tries to close on him. The dog helps him get out of it. He tries to use a doll as a way to wedge the gear of the compactor, which I think plays into like what we were almost just talking about of like these rituals, like he's sacrificing this baby, uh, which was a fun little thing. But he pulls a fuse that electrocutes him and then it stops. Uh, and we see him driving away and getting pulled over by a sheriff who was just told by the mayor. The mayor. <laughs> that uh, Ernest, the sanitation worker, was supposed to go and clean up the Hatmore residence, which is very much in the neglected, haunted mansion family. And we see him making up these excuses that of why he doesn't want to go there. He's saying that he's not supposed to operate heavy machinery from the medicine he just took. Very, like, fun and slapsticky to get out of it. Um, but also, getting out of this compactor situation, we see the kids that were just giving this book report. And nobody seems to, at any point in this movie, question that Ernest is just, like, friends with the kids. <laughs> and that the kids are friends with Ernest. We learn that he has probably the intelligence and maturity level of the kids, but yeah. I feel like the parents might want to be aware and raising red flags about such thing. Kind of seems odd. Um, so he tells Ernest he has to go to the residence and uh, or his job is on the line. The sheriff's job is on the line. That's right. The mayor said if you don't get Ernest to do it, you're fired. Like mm -hmm. the most token mayoral thing ever. Uh, but they go back to the Hatmore residence and Ernest is recounting the legend of this troll situation mm -hmm. and in doing so, summons the troll. Mm. The troll is, for the time it was in, pretty well done. Other than the oh, fact, in incredibly well done. They, they put a giant animatronic head on a little person, basically is what I what it appears to be. That head was huge, enormous. I've never also never uh, had a like a because a troll can look like whatever you decide it does. Like the art director says, it's a, a troll. What does a troll look like? Nobody knows. So you decide what a troll looks like. This apparently. Trolls look like a lot of different things, which we'll find out by the end of the movie. But this troll has two, count them, two giant noses in the middle of his face that are constantly leaking a yellowish, green, viscous mucus all the way down through his, his uh, uh, huge mouth. Uh, it's, it's a really, really well done, very imaginative type of thing. And it's all animatronic because, like, there's no way the person inside is controlling it. But, like, it's the mouth is like, it's really well done for 1991. Really, really well done. Yeah. And it's adult Kate is just grossed out by it because it uh -huh. is like, there's like boogers and goo all over this guy. But as a kid, I, I would have been, I think, genuinely pretty scared. Like, I would have been. Um, he's always in scenes that are not particularly well lit for the most part. Mm -hmm. He has some nice, like, jump scary stuff if you're a kid or a coward of an adult might catch you off guard. Uh, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but really, really well done. Uh, 
And in the Hatmore residence, we meet Mrs. Hatmore, who has lived there for a very long time. She isn't spooky, but appears it because she's been living in this haunted mansion-y type situation. And we know that she knows something's up. Uh, it's very evident. She's seen some shit in her life. Uh, and she, Ernest kind of tells her and tries to tell everyone in town, but nobody believes him because he's such a little wackadoo about what happened. And she's the only one who believes him. And what I kind of loved was like, there's all these pockets of like, what I view was kind of like heartfelt things of like, nobody's believing this guy. And she does like, he doesn't have a relationship with his father, which we found out he's passed away, but he did. He was never close with him. Right. We find that out later and like a, in silliness, but like nobody accepts Ernest for, for who he is until this woman does. And like, we see in a silly way that that gives him like confidence to fight the troll. But, like, he tries to tell the sheriff. Nobody believes him, of course, because he's telling him about a troll. He tries to warn parents. Nobody believes him because he's telling him about a troll. But, like, I just think that it was actually kind of nice that there was, like, a moment of this guy who only has his dog who, like, is hanging out with kids because he doesn't have any friends, like, yep. gets seen by someone. And she's kind of an oddball, too. And so she probably feels like having a human connection after seeing obviously like silly spooky things that have happened in her life but like i just thought that was actually kind of a nice touch to to have in here but ultimately we learn that the troll needs to be put back in his little grave by 12 o'clock on halloween which is and it's october 30th so by the next day at midnight uh the troll has to be put back or eternally the troll will live um so a great chunk of this movie is just the troll haunting and putting spells on the kids that turn them into wooden dolls. And also and he having has to the, collect, he has to collect five of them. Five so can, spooky buddy. So I'm sorry. Five, <laughs> five children's souls mm -hmm. in a mother's care is what I believe the curse no, has no. said. No, the five children's souls in the, in the thing, uh, into the um, he puts them in the tree, which is where he was buried under the giant oak tree where they build the giant tree buried house or whatever. Giant right. Oak tree right. and the souls that he have. This was also really well done. They like kind of sprout and they're also slimy and green. And we yeah yeah. Tree. So like the the, the five souls he puts in the tree will allow for his children, which grow on the tree. Uh, to fully sprout and realize, and then they will they will uh, reproduce in the same way infinitely until the trolls take over the entirety of planet Earth. So there's like a fully on existential danger to humanity as we know it, and the only person who's in charge of stopping it is Ernest Phineas Worrell. Which is... Incredible. We see some really fun. There was this part that took me by surprise in a really delightful way where Ernest is going to the store to get all of his anti-troll gear. He's going to get taken advantage of by the, the cashier. 
but he goes to open the door of his truck and you just see the troll come into the shot and get knocked back by the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's a really, really well-timed scene. Uh, we see uh, a fight scene in the truck itself. We see the troll appear in the side. He's trying to, again, he's trying to reach out to people. Mayday, Mayday on his truck radio. Nobody believes him. Uh, and we see, but the, the troll... They're on the roof. They're in the flatbed of the truck. And Ernest gets thrown into a barrel that rolls off the truck. And uh, he kind of rolls away. And he's found and being cut out in the next scene by Mrs. Hatmore. <laughs> as he's explaining what happened with mm -hmm. this barrel around him. Which is just like a charming little scene. Uh, but there's just a lot of hijinks. And he... The troll is sucking up everybody's heroes. So Kenny is the main little kid. The bully is every bully from the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. Slightly overweight little kid mohawk situation or mullet situation going on. Um, Kenny is do-gooder, do-gooder haircut, doing great in school, has a crush on the girl who is giving the book report. But as they kind of are the only ones that believe Ernest and know something is up. Uh, we start to see the kids disappearing one by one. The little girl who gave the book report uh, has this really great scene where she doesn't want to look under her bed because she's scared the troll is going to be there. And the mother comes in and says, you're being ridiculous. You're acting like a two-year-old. Uh, and she looks under the bed and she has this moment of relief of like, okay, no trolls under the bed. And then right next to her in bed is uh, the troll, which is great. They don't show, they don't show us him turning her into a wooden statue, but we do see these kids getting turned into wooden statues uh, throughout the movie. There's a scene where kind of like in a hollowed out, I think it's just like a cave. We hear the voice of the little girl who Kenny has a crush on saying, Kenny, come here, Kenny, come here. And his friend goes in to the cave area and he's turned into a wooden doll. So we start to see the kids get turned into wooden dolls. Um, but then let's see, where am I? In my notes so much happens here. There's a Halloween party in town. Mm -hmm. The parents are concerned because their kids are disappearing. They want to have a word with the sheriff who is Kenny's dad. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at this Halloween party, the troll emerges and everybody clears the room except for Ernest, who is there to fight the troll, and Kenny, who is there to be the scared little kid. And Mrs. Hatmore is trying to run into the room, uh, but gets trampled by the parents on the way mm -hmm. out, which I thought was like kind of a fun touch that you see. Like Mrs. Hatmore hasn't left her residents in decades and now she's like out there trying to help the situation which i thought was really nice um but we see the first sign of what can actually kind of technically the second sign of what can actually kill the trolls very early when the troll first gets unleashed uh ernest has his like lunch pail and it spills over and you see an apple a banana and a glass of milk spill down and the troll, before we really get to know him, kind of disappears and, and runs away. We don't know yet that dairy is what repels them. But in, in the curse, 
in the little kind of poem that goes along with it, there's the phrase a mother's care with it. Um, but because this was held at like a, a school auditorium Halloween situation, there's like an ice cream machine and dairy products around. And when they spill, the troll starts to kind of repel, which Kenny takes note of. Um, but Ernest, in a scene of great valor, uh, just takes all the credit that it's his, his strength and his will and his heroic actions, which I thought was really, really fun. Um, but so Kenny realizes this. The troll puts the wooden statues back into the tree, which is glowing and like an incinerator because he's collected enough of them. And the sprouting trolls, the young ones, start to grow into full-size trolls. And as you saw, said, uh, I liked that not every troll looked the same. Like it all was all very different, but all, all very, very interesting. Like yes. they, they, their their heads were all like shaped in weird ways. One guy had ridiculously long earlobes. I've always remembered this. Yeah. One guy has this nose that goes like up and then straight down. Like it's it's very like almost like an elephant's trunk. There, <laughs> there's really really interesting um, designs. Like somebody took a long time to like fully flesh out all these different uh, designs, and then you had to like create the costumes like most of the budget for this thing had to be in creating all of these different beautiful like really well done costumes uh for these for these different trolls that were all running around so the entire the entire um town now has because the, everyone in the town was at this elementary school halloween party if you um, weren't i mean who even are you yeah um and uh and so they all saw the troll. So they all believed it's the troll. The only guy who wasn't there was the sheriff, who's like, what are you all talking about? This makes no sense. Like, we're all going to go get our guns and go to this old tree and kill the troll. And uh, and so they, they're all there. And, they all and get the there sheriff right after... is also being told by his son that milk is what kills the troll. Right. Like, the sheriff is just being fed an overwhelming amount of information. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, one thing I love is, I'll always, I always love is, the, is uh, from the 80s and early 90s, is the, a bunch of ragtag kids on their bikes are going to save the day. Going back to E.T., we're like, let's, let's all go. We're all going to ride our bikes into the supermarket and, and, and get all the milk we can find and then we're going to put milk into super soakers and that's how we're going to stop the trolls to the um, point where I wanna, they're I wanna... oh ahead. i was just gonna say to the point where they're riding the bikes and you see mrs hatmore get uh kind of like sideswiped and her bike is out of commission and the kids are like we can't stop now <laughs> she's just yep. sitting on the side trying to fix her bike like well damn kid <laughs> um i i want to bring this to attention because i uh, i had forgotten all about the fact that milk eradicates the trolls. I've forgotten all about this. This movie came out in 1991. Okay. Do you remember a movie that came out in 2002? It was a very big hit. Um, but there was one particular thing that people thought, who, did, who detracted from the movie, thought was ridiculous about this film. A movie called Signs written by M. Night Shyamalan, where the, the one thing that could kill these aliens that were indestructible otherwise 
was if you got water on them. It just killed them instantly. M, M. Night Shyamalan lifted the, the, the like weird deus ex machina for his huge film from 11 years later. I am guaranteed, I, I am convinced of this. Wow, he watched yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid and said, what if it's not milk, but it's water instead? And therefore, like, but the other thing was maybe like, why would the aliens who are killed instantly by water want to take over a planet that is covered 80% by water? At least the trolls aren't coming to a place that is covered 80% by, by milk, you know? Yeah. Anyway. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Anyway. But so we get some really fun kids action pack stuff. It's mostly Kenny saving the day. One scene I really liked was the trolls have Kenny's dad, the sheriff, uh, handcuffed to the outside of his car. And one of the trolls is hitting another troll in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And as he's doing it, he's spitting bullets <laughs> at him. And the sheriff's just kind of dodging the bullets until Kenny comes out. They have super soakers filled with guns. Uh, they have little like water pistols filled with guns. At one point, Ma he milk. throws... Filled with milk. I'm sorry, yes. Filled with milk. Um, at one point, there's a fan. And so he throws powdered milk into the air that the <laughs> flies at one of the trolls, which is actually his timing for a little kid and that was really really good mm -hmm. uh which was very very fun and they think all the trolls are gone and that is not the case unfortunately for our poor little kenny the head troll the main troll the unearthed troll of all the trolls uh is alive and turns kenny into You're not only alive he he went he went into the the bottom of the tree and says demons Make me strong, and then like yes, he, he powers gets up, bigger, he up. and he gets yes, he, he hulks up. He's got horns coming out everywhere. He's got he's got an, an extra nose. He's got giant claws. He's um, so he's much troll. bigger now. And now he says, "I am now invincible." So now milk cannot kill this troll. He's too strong for that now. Um, and the visual, I, I love. But I, I want to say that Kenny, I I love Kenny. Watched a lot of action movies. Um, there was one point where he's he's using the super, super soaker, but he runs out, and so he reaches behind him. And he's got a little <laughs> a little magnum, like an orange magnum super soaker, and he's like holds it like this, and he's backing up away from the big troll. He he sees the gun, he reaches and he goes like he just pulls like the way he brings the gun to like oh, but it doesn't work. He's very dramatic. He's a he's a he's a very good little little actor. That kid. He I don't I don't really think he did everything job. else because he was very very good in it. He was great, uh, especially in this like action scene at the end. That's such mm -hmm. like a specific satirical on itself thing. But right. he he did a really really good job. So we see the troll now all hooked up, uh, and the visual of it's incredible. They like zoom in on his fingers and they're like even gooier because mm -hmm. now they're claws yeah. and stuff like. They did a good job with it. And he and Ernest are like, he's advancing on Ernest, who's backing into his car. Mm -hmm. And you hear Mrs. Hatmore say, it's not the milk, because it was, it was always the heart of a child and a mother's care. The mother's care, there you go. So the mother's care was the milk, and the heart of a child is unconditional love. And she says, 
it's not the milk, it's unconditional love. But she can't get Ernest this information because he's being advanced on by yes. this troll. But he realizes it. And uh, while everybody in the town is yelling to kill this guy, he hugs him. And they like have this gleeful moment. And it was and he, just and they kiss they kisses him right on the nose. He does kiss him right on his big old one of his noses. Yes. Uh right between the noses. Right between right between the noses, as you do. And I actually thought, like, if you're thinking about like what you're passing on to children, like this idea that uh there, there's a moment of connection there. Like Ernest was this outsider who nobody really understood and was this giant weirdo. And this troll was denied unconditional love. Like there's this like moment of like, it's, it's actually kind of heartwarming. Like there's a, a recognition in each other, I think. And while everybody in the count is, is literally saying to kill the guy, he's going in to hug him. And I was just like, man, that's actually like a really nice moment <laughs> that they had uh and so he saves the day which is fantastic and uh when he is released of his trollishness uh the souls of all the children come back including Kenny, who comes back in the same position that his statue was frozen mm -hmm. in which is great uh and so too are the souls of mrs hadamore's family and they this is are the thing that, that we got to talk about Mrs. Hackmore, um, there was at the very beginning where we see the flashback of Briarville, um, where Phineas Worrell, the reverend, banishes him underneath the oak tree or whatever, right? They say the Hackmore children were were stolen. And we never we never found them, right? Um, so it's the Hackmore children. And then um, you see this uh, this this black family 200 years ago. Uh, saying, um, um, don't you worry, we'll find your brother and sister. We will, we'll find them. Um, and and then, uh, uh, also, the, uh, two little white kids were, were stolen from another family who were also crying at that moment. But, uh, that makes sure to mention that those are the Hackmores, and they have lost a brother, a, 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 a daughter, and a son. And then later, we see Miss Hackmore. Go like like go up to the to the to the little glowing hole in the tree and put four wooden figures in the hole because she knows that if we can kill the troll, all those things if they're in the hole will come back or whatever. Um, and so she does that. And then when um, when the all the little kids from eighteen hundreds come back or whatever seventeen ninety one, it says two hundred years ago. Um, uh, she goes, oh, my brother and sister. So wait, are you are you 200 years old, Eartha Kitt? You look great for 200. Like, she does. That, she looks great for 200. They never really uh, deal with the fact that Miss Hackmore has to be over 200 years old um, if, if, she, if this indeed is her brother and sister. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's a movie. Uh, however... That would that would certainly uh, make her the oldest woman to have ever existed. Yeah, and she is like weird, but she's not supernatural in any way. She's no. just living, living her traumatized mm -hmm. little haunted mansion life. That's right. So, I, uh, I will say that who, who's the main actor in this? What's his name? Jim Varney. He's great. He's great. 
He's really gone, like gone, gone way, way, way too soon. That guy was um because there's there's a there's a point there's two points in this thing and they 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 do a really good job of bringing it back where he's trying to explain to Kenny how he can deal with the bullies. He's got to get the high ground like the Botswanans did. Botswana, but little tiny Botswana fought off the Ottoman Empire, which of course is bullshit. That never happened. Um, but he tells the story of it. In like he's telling the story, but he's playing all these different characters, and the way that they show it in the movie is actually dress him up as all these characters that he's playing: uh, uh, an ancient Roman, uh, like Julius Caesar, an Ottoman soldier, uh, for some reason, uh, a, a woman who <laughs> cares mostly about fashion, um, a, a World War One fighter pilot, um, a lumberjack. Uh, all these, and he's got completely different voices and characterizations for all these. There's another woman who's one of her famous, famous characters, Nelda, who's the woman who talks like this. Um, and I realizing watching this, I had forgotten all about that they did this here in the beginning, talking about building the treehouse, and then later, as they're defeating all the trolls, he does it, he does it again. Um, and I had I had forgotten all about it and i was like is this where i decided like like somewhere in the back of my mind watching this is like that's what i want to do i want to have like 75 different voices that i do um and maybe that's where <laughs> it's i got it from wrestling from watching from watching um uh jim varney do all of his crazy characters um it may have it may have been but like he's he was um he could have he could have played literally any part you wanted him to in any kind of comedy at that time. But he, like he found this gold with this Ernest P. Worrell character. And I think he made 10 movies. Or something like that. Yeah, Ernest, like and then he had the, the Ernest um, Saturday morning TV show was where my brother and I first like found, found him and, and loved all of his stuff. And then we got into the movies after that. Um, still Ernest saves Christmas is a yearly watch in my household. There is not a December that will go by that I will not watch Ernest Saves Christmas. It's <laughs> one of the purest, um, uh, like sweetest, um, most sincere uh, holiday movies ever made. It's, it's really, really good and always funny. So yeah, I'm, 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 I've always loved Jim Varney, and it, it, like it was one, of, he was, he was one of the first, like movie stars that when they died, I was like, rock, uh, like rock, like bro, that really, yeah. really hurts that he's gone. Because like like it just feels like I mean I, one of those guys I would have loved to have met, yeah. And told him like like what like how much he meant to my development as a as a, as a kid turning into a, a little actor, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think he's I think he's great. Now the the of course the the big um, happy thing that happens at the end, of course, is that at one point, Rimshot, his little dog, is turned into a little wooden figure. And at the end, when all the kids come back, Ernest is very sad because, um, as he says, there's nothing in that tree for me. Uh, and then Rimshot jumps out of his truck and runs over and, and he, <laughs> he kisses the dog and loves the dog. And uh, it's a very, very cute moment. Can I tell you so how sweet. emotional that actually made me? Because I believe it. not only like does Rimshot come back, but like you do realize... He saves the day, 
Yeah. And he's completely alone minutes after. Yeah. Everybody yeah. goes back with their families. Yes. The one friend he made in this pro process, Mrs. Hadmore, like has her family back now. And he's just sitting there alone. And he just saved everything after nobody listening to it. I was like, oh my God, that actually like got me. And then of course I'm, I love dogs and they're the best people in the world. So that like, that got me too. But like, I was, because he, especially in like the early nineties, playing an idiot <laughs> wasn't done with taste really ever. No. And he has this innocence and this like ability about him. And he, he is yeah. trying to save the day the whole time. And he's, He's honestly putting like a sincere effort into it. Like he plays this perfectly and he has to, if you want to argue that this movie works, which is a fair argument. Uh, I think a lot of it is reliant on the fact that he does well with everything comedic timing wise. He does well with everything character wise, but like there's also this thing that makes it seem like he is like disabled in some way or just plain dumb, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, like whenever anybody acknowledges that it's terrible as an actor like when the actor playing it acknowledges it he doesn't mm -hmm. for a second this is just honestly who he is and his heart is of a kid it's a it's an unconditional loving heart and i just loved all of that so when that moment happened at the end where he's just alone it did kind of make me like oh god <laughs> like that was rough but yeah. really really good performance from him in a movie that um like this is one of those ones where it's like do i get the flick out of here or not like oh i don't i can't say it's a bad movie but it's completely what it is i think for it's a kids movie like it's a great way to introduce children to horror tropes if you want to do so in a way that's not going to mm -hmm. terrify them but will scare them in the right ways like this is a, a perfect textbook for that. I think the the acting of little Kenny in this is pretty good too. Like it's an easy enough watch that I wouldn't say get it the flick out of here for the reason that like you would with ghoulies. Mm -hmm. Right. But I just like I didn't I I don't need to like watch a kid's Halloween movie. No. But if you're gonna, like I would rank this over spooky buddy. Yes. Yes. If I'm yeah, ranking yeah. my hot list. Okay, the mm -hmm. K hence the the KWI five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh this goes above Spooky Buddies for sure. It's fundamentally yeah. a good movie. It's just yeah, a kid. It's a kid with the yeah. very slapsticky pre Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, there's a there's comedy. a lot of stuff. You're like they they don't they don't bother to tell you at any point until like more than halfway through the movie that the bullies. In the the terrorize Kenny are the two sons of the mayor, like that yeah. only happens in passing that we figured that out. Where it could have, it should have been a, a major plot point that like the sheriff's son is being bullied by the mayor's kids, and the sheriff is getting bullied by the mayor. Yeah, um, it's like there's there's a point you can actually make that a part of. No, they never actually do that. There's a lot of stuff that like doesn't make a lot of sense of like See, there's no consequences for anything. There. Like there's a lot of like it's it, a lot of slapsticky stuff that 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 still works, but it doesn't. I mean, it's 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 all it's all well and good, and it's kind of just a of a, a a weird little movie. A, a lot of the 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 earnest movies were, but 
I I will always I, I have to not get it out of here simply for the amazing artistry it took to make that make all the trolls truly work like that like nobody skimped on that they could have it's a like it's an earnest movie yeah like <laughs> people are gonna go see it anyway you didn't have to like make the trolls look as realistic at least the main troll the one the other ones didn't have like moving mouths and stuff the the main troll the way that they did because you could his eyes were moving back and forth that's not the real person's eyes they put eyes in this animatronic thing he blinks his eyebrows move independently his, his the, the way his mouth moves and everything like they could have completely scrimped on that I, yeah, I don't think it, I, I I don't think it would have looked as bad as the Ghoulies, but they could have made it look like basically whatever, and they didn't. They said, "Let's make this look top of the line for this little kids movie," and because they didn't, I think like you got to you got to respect that for sure. And it also lets you stay in control of the jokes you're telling instead of being the joke in that way. Like it's you're laughing with the movie instead of at it, which I think is important with something that that's because that's even where little kids would, I think, tune out, you know? Right. So, I mean, um, uh, yes, my, my brother and I, again, like there was, there was just mostly just calling each other burger lips after watching this movie. <laughs> cause, cause that, that's what Ernest calls the troll. Um, so yes, uh, uh, this, 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 this episode for me is, is one of these. Cause this is the ghoulies. And this is this is Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, I have to keep Ernest, Ernest Scared Stupid. I'll get Ghoulies the hell out of here. If only because false advertising is never okay with me. Um, and that is the falsest that there could possibly be. That is a, a an all-timer. And a so, terrible movie on top. And a terrible movie on top. If the movie was decent and they falsely advertised it, okay, fine. But it is awful. Mariska mm -hmm. Hargitay, like, it's honestly... If you're God a bless huge her for fan of, of Mariska Hargitay, for, if you're a huge fan of SBU or whatever, and this happens to like come on cable or whatever, it might be fun to like watch her. Like, I don't know, what is it like, twelve years before there was ever an SBU or whatever, um, you you would watch her and she's come. It, it, it you could tell it's her, but it's just not at all like you know hard bitten detective. Olivia Benson. Nope. It's like, oh, and oh it's so funny. my tum tum, Toad Boy. Especially because there's some SVU episodes that'll oh, fuck yeah. you up. So yeah. the fact that she was in this like uh -huh. paranormal, terrible movie, and then it's there's her like first movie. Yeah, first movie. My role. God. That's really funny. Yeah, and I'll say I like I really do think that like I feel like like they're actually being a little bit of a message with the movie was really nice like mm -hmm. the idea that everybody is deserving of love even if they're a troll or they're like a little bit of a dum-dum like i i actually really like appreciated that because it felt just like silliness for the most part yeah. and then at the end it was like no actually we're gonna kind of turn this on on its head right. a little bit so i appreciated that about it too for so those reasons i will keep the flick in. well there you go good so you're um, you're this. yeah I'm def I'm definitely getting the flick get the flick out of here on on I'm this because I didn't keep watch keep the it. flick right in here for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for Ernest scared stupid um, 
uh, yes, this is this is probably because I there's I don't know he made a, a lot of them, but uh, of of the ones that are, were heavily in my rotation um, when I was a kid, um, Ernest Saves Christmas is number one. Ernest Goes to Camp is probably number two, if only because that kind of established who Ernest was. Ernest Goes to Jail is pretty pretty good. Pretty good, honestly, because he gets to play. He gets to do like it's a it's a it's a case of mistaken identity where like there's a guy who looks just like him who's who who escapes from jail and they they arrest Ernest because they think it's him. So Ernest has to go to jail while this guy is out there living Ernest's life. And uh, and it's Jim Varney playing both characters and he's really, really good in it. It's actually a really good performance like of, of like guy playing you know one guy playing two people it's really good and then this one's probably somewhere around there um uh, as far as like earnest movies go but as far as troll movies go this is so much better than trolls 2 um so <laughs> uh or troll 2 i suppose trolls 2 would be the kids movie troll yeah. 2 the one with nilbog nilbog is goblin spelled backwards yes it is um so next next time we do this we're trying something new. At least we're going to try and try something new. We're 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 announcing this, so now they have to let us do it on Halloween. Not sure when exactly. On Halloween, we're going to stream live a review of Monster Squad, which of course is the movie that let us all know that the Wolfman has nards. So, um, an in-depth report: Does the Wolfman indeed have nards? Um and uh and 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 such, but yeah, please please join us for that on Halloween, which is on Monday. That'll be our episode for the week next week. Um and uh and we hope you in, uh, tune in and enjoy it. Um, thank you all. Go to KOIN chat. Uh, to to request uh to to leave a comment. Uh, please like the video. Um, uh, come back next time. Say uh, you know. Say hi in the comments. Let us know what you thought of our reviews of Ghoulies and Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, but until next time, we'll be wondering what other movies we're going to watch in November that we're going to say, get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.